Hello. Hello, we're MGM Power and we'll be your hosts of the Influence Weekly podcast this week. We're really excited to go through the newsletter and discuss a lot of the new topics uh, in influencer marketing that happened within the last few weeks. My name is Alex Velev, I'm a campaign coordinator at MGM Power and I'm here with our final founder and CEO, Myra, who's going to speak about a bit more about what we do at MGM Power. Hi, good morning. My name is Mara Genovese. I'm the founder and CEO of Imaging Power. Very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, Imaging Power, for those who don't know, we are a global influencer market agency. We are based in London, but we are a global agency. We work with clients all over the world, creating meaningful campaigns for our clients that varies from beauty, skincare, fashion, hotels, food and beverage, apps, and gamings, and much more. So very excited to be here to discuss with you all about important topics on influencer marketing. So yeah, we're just going to jump into the newsletter and look at what's happened in influencer marketing. So the first thing that we're going to discuss is the Influencer Marketing Awards happened two weeks ago. And there was a slideshow published on LinkedIn, which took the main key takeaways from the Influencer Marketing Awards, and we are going to go through them. Uh, So the first key takeaway is that creativity is becoming an increasingly important metric in influencer marketing. And what they mentioned was that choosing how creative the influencers that you collaborate with is a lot more important than their following. Yes, I always say that influencer marketing to resonate has to have a creative behind. Storytelling nowadays is key for success of an influencer marketing campaign. Why? Because we need to make sure that the story that the influencers are telling has a meaning behind, has a story to tell about the brand they are trying to sell, the brand they are trying to promote. Uh, to do an influencer marketing purely on numbers, on data, without having a story, without having authenticity, and without having a creative behind, it's more and more becoming outdated. So it's very important when, to, when we look into create a campaign that authenticity and creative may become a main metric. Yeah, uh, I will 100% agree. When choosing the influencer, obviously, if they're someone that is really engaged with the brand and their creativity shines through their feed, I think that I think that uh, that's really important when making your choice. And I would also add that not only when choosing the brand you work with, brands really need to be strategic with choosing the agency they work with. If it's an agency that really takes their creative concept to to the next level and really finds the right influencers that are going to push the brand forward, uh, it's going to make that message resonate so much more uh, to the audiences and it's going to reach a scale that that has never been seen before for that brand. And I think that there are major case studies that just show that. So, So, yeah, so now let's talk about, uh, they mentioned a lot the importance of using the hashtag ad 
to is a key to ensure transparency when we are working with influencers. Uh, this is something that the industry have been discussing for a while. Uh, and for us as an agency, we always, for every campaign that we did from the day one we started, we always, always, especially on our influencers contract, we require that they add the hashtag ad or hashtag publi or, you know, put the sponsorship on the top of the photo or we seen the video they are promoting. Uh, nowadays, it's just it's like it's pointless for us or any agency or influencers to not be wanting to be transparency. And consumers, they are savvy, so they know when an influencer is, is doing a post that has been paid. So even if they don't put the hashtag ad or public, the consumers, they know that this is an ad. So I think transparency is something that the consumers appreciate so much. And the chances of the post resonate, it's much higher when influence open up about it. Uh, as an agency, we will continue to push that for every campaign that we do and ensure that every influencer will be transparency once the campaign is run by us. I think it's beneficial for the brands and for the influencers to be working on that level of transparency. Absolutely agree on this point. I think that including hashtag ad, obviously consumers are really savvy. So you don't want to be tricking your followers that you are not paid for this collaboration. And it also, you being transparent about it pushes your personal brand so much forward. Um, one of the things that I don't, uh, for me especially, jumped out here is that the influencer marketing industry is maturing and it's becoming more professional and the science is catching up. And I think that Myra will absolutely agree with me on totally this point. Totally agree, totally agree. Um, so let's move to another, I thought that was incredible uh, point uh, that it was mentioned at the Influencer Marketing Awards. It was the long tail strategy. So with our clients, we're trying to, every time we go to have a meeting to discuss campaigns or to discuss projects for, especially now that we are like a, a coming to 2020 and then we are planning all the campaigns for our clients for next year, uh, the importance of consistency. So in the past influencer marketing, brands, they, they, they assume that doing one campaign or like per month and then not doing any other campaign for the next three months, it will have an impact on their sales, on their brand awareness, on their visibility. But this is not uh, the case anymore. So the, it's, it's much more important to have a consistent, when I say about consistency, it's like we can do one campaign per month and work with less influencers and like find the real brand ambassador, the influencers that can have a fit with your brand and then we can do a program for six months time for one year time so then there is like a consistent of showing like your brand out there with a meaningful creative and authentic campaign uh, this is has more like a profound impact for the brand than working on a campaign uh basis and not doing it as more like it's better to do like a small project every month than do like three times a year uh in order to have that impact i think we will see more and more uh brands uh 
uh, activated influencers on a monthly basis for next year because brands they are getting that understand that in order to drive awareness to drive sales they need to be uh, advertising more with influencers uh, on a more consistent way yeah it's about sustaining that ROI throughout rather than running a large-scale campaign which will just spike sales but wouldn't sustain throughout exactly uh, when you talk about social media platforms uh, like clients and brands are just like trying to understand what's the difference between platforms uh, and which platform they will get a better result uh, it's very important to understand your product first you know and then understand your product understand your audience and understand who are your consumers and from that analysis we can identify what will be the best platform for you for the brand to create their influencer marketing campaign because when we talk about TikTok for instance TikTok is all about generation Z so it's for a young audience so if your product if your brand it's not for the audience there is not much meaningful for us to go and create a campaign on TikTok uh, but if your brands for a young audience yes TikTok will be the best platform and uh, so there is not right or wrong platform it's more about understanding your audience and through that we can identify what will be the best platform to run your campaign so every platform is different every platform can resonate into different results uh, some platforms they are more for brand awareness. Some platforms is purely for sales, like the swipe up from Instant Stories, for instance, is one of like most most powerful engaging for drive sales, for driving stores, for apps. So I think it's 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 important for uh, brands to understand that every platform is different, and every platform can resonate in a different way. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, so, yeah, just to say that great slideshow done by Influ on the Influencer Marketing Awards, very interesting takeaways on this. As we mentioned, we agree on a lot of points mentioned here, and we're moving forward with another article that was on the newsletter, which is by Glossy about how fashion brands are rethinking influencer marketing, and I think that a lot of the things mentioned there we've actually discussed extensively in our agency and uh, it's definitely hot topics within the influencer marketing industry about what is the right tier of influencer to work with uh, with your brand I think it's very dependent um, uh, what do you think Myra yeah so um, I came from a fashion background so I work within the fashion industry for 10 years uh, for brands like Burberry, Gucci Group, like I mean, like from McQueen, Sanha, uh, Sergio Rossi. So for me, it's very interesting to see how fashion brands are rethinking and how they are working within the influencer marketing spectrum. Um, so it's like when I started uh, the business five years ago, it was all about the million followers influencers right so especially for fashion brands they are much more interested in working with influencer that has two million three million followers because they were kind of willing to get the brand awareness and the sales but i think 
when you look at how they are rethinking is like to resonate now uh, brands are finding more success from activating influencers from different tiers not just from 20 million upwards so they're understanding that the breakdown per tier of influencers it's going to resonate it much more especially when we're targeting niche audience like for instance if it's a brand wanted to achieve a very niche audience in brazil for instance in brazil is a huge country that like we have sao paulo rio de janeiro brazilian belo horizonte they are completely different from each other and very niche so brands are understanding if they wanted to run a campaign in latin in brazil for instance and they wanted this to be very niche into cities like Brazil and Belo Horizonte, they need to find that niche audience that will resonate to their brand. And that could be influencers with 200K, 100K, 10K, but they will resonate, they will drive sales because they will be talking with the audience that the brand wanted to type into it. So of course, the million followers influencer is still very important when we talk about brand awareness, but they are not going to be the ones that's going to be driving sales. So that's how like fashion brands are rethinking, especially because they can pay much less when working with influencers that have less number of followers and their ROI can be much more effective than if they work with a million followers influencers. So I would always say to my clients, especially from fashion brands, that it's very important to have the tiers. So the tiers that, like I mean, like you can still have the million, have two influencers that can drive the brand awareness, but let's focus on the niche. Let's focus on the audience of the influencer that can really, really talk with that consumer that you wanted to uh, type into it and really talk about your brand. Absolutely. I think one of the examples was that Revolve drive 70% of their sales through influencer marketing, but they achieved that by working with different tiers of influencers. It's not only focusing on the mega, but activating the mid-tier, activating the micro-influencers. And I think that one thing we've seen is obviously, if you are trying to say, sell a niche product, you can't just activate mega-influencers and hoping that this is going to drive sales. You need to find people that are really advocates of that product and are passionate about the field and even if they have 5,000 followers that is going to drive sales yeah just drive sales and also the higher the, the engagement can be much higher if it is a good strategy and story behind that segmentation tiers uh per influencers so i think is it's very important to uh to consider different tiers when I run a campaign, especially for fashion brand. And I, Alex mentioned about Revolve. I think we all know that uh, influencer marketing strategy from Revolve is, is a benchmark for any brand. Uh, the way they created uh, their strategy working with mega influencers, mid, uh, micro, and even nano influencers that are working now is, is a great uh, examples, uh, great example, sorry, that working with different segmentation can really drive sales, drive awareness, and get on a high engagement. Yeah, and I think it's also a great case study of building that, as you mentioned, that ongoing relationship exactly. with the influencers. 
and the community like yeah. like when you look at the revolve you can see they have created this huge community around uh, the brand and not just that they work with so many influencers around the world they even have an hashtag called revolve around the world that these influencers not necessarily are getting paid every month but they establish a relationship that it's so like strong and it's just like so uh it's a win-to-win relationship that they develop that i think is just revolve is just a great uh example of how to create a strategy on a tier uh based on a tier influencer definitely definitely agree with that uh it was very interesting article by glossy something that will definitely steer debate within the influencer marketing industry something we've been discussing for years now yes no definitely we're we're working a lot with brands on this micro influencer strategy uh because as we mentioned before it has been proved that has a better perform uh and then we will continue to suggest that to our clients to make sure that we segment audience when we create an influencer marketing strategy. So I love Glossy, so I read every day. So this article is another uh, very interesting one for us. Absolutely. And then moving forward with uh, discussing strategy and working with influencers, target uh, activated uh, large YouTube influencers and created a collab series. Uh, which basically showed off a lot of uh, Target's inventory, but in a very engaging way. Uh, much like a media company, they created a show around it. I think that this is a great move by Target and moving more forward within the influencer marketing industry. And as our favorite Gary Vee says, think like a media company rather than selling. Uh, I think it's just an amazing example and the results show by gathering millions of views on this and just activating the right influencers. Yes, I think YouTube strategy, it's, it's, it's very like, it was a very smart move uh, from Target. So we all know that millennials and Gen Zers, they love YouTube. So they watch YouTube 10 times more than they watch television. Yeah. And uh, if you can create a strong content, especially this one that Target created, that is actually a series of content uh, with influencers and celebrities mm-hmm. that has a very fun story behind the videos. So when you watch it, you laugh and then you don't want to stop seeing it because the storytelling behind and the authenticity that they have created these videos, it, it, it just shows us that if you have, it go back to our first discussion when we started the podcast, the importance of having a great story uh, telling behind a campaign. And I think Target uh, just did incredibly well on the story, but also on the selection of the celebrities and influencers. It's very engaging, it's fun, makes you want to go there and buy the products that they are trying on. You know, I, I think it's, it's, it's just like uh, no, no doubt that they would have achieved this huge numbers of views and engagement. Um, and I think YouTube cannot be forgetting, forgetting 
when creating an influencer marketing strategy. But again, it has to be something that resonates, that engages, that has a story behind. But I, I, I think YouTube, like if brands know how to use it and if they do a right strategy, YouTube is like it's, it's a one to go when creating an influencer strategy. Couldn't agree more. I think that YouTube is such a powerful medium. I think one thing to note here is exactly as Myra said, like it's they created a show around it and it's inconspicuous marketing it's inconspicuous sales it's not being pushed in your face it's creating something engaging that you love watching but at the same time they're showing off their products and what they're offering and I think one thing that's very interesting here is the choice of people that are on on the on their channel they chose influencers as well as TV celebrities which engages two different audiences uh, which definitely helped them in, in pushing that forward and receiving the engagement that they received. Absolutely. Yes. Could not agree more. Um, and um, yeah, so very happy to be here uh, talking with all of you. Is there any more uh, points that we need to discuss from the newsletter? Because we could stay here for an hour because we love talk about influencer marketing we love talk about all this great news one news that i wanted to talk about i think that everyone is is uh, it's been reading this week is about instagram hiding the likes so they have started that uh, months ago like brazil was one of the first countries that they started testing now in brazil we cannot see any likes or any posts if you're there. And then this week they will start running that in the US. So what's your thoughts, Alex, on that? I, How I, do you think that's gonna impact the industry? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very interesting thing. I think that in the past few months, it's something that has been di- discussed by experts a lot. I think that in terms of mental health, it's very important for this to be tested out as a lot of the hashtag living your best life on Instagram is uh, being used a lot and we're trying to pick out the best images and share aspirational content and if we don't receive the engagement the likes and also the social currency that we desire that impacts how we think about ourselves I think a lot of people are going through that Uh, so it's a great move by Instagram I think the impact that it will have on the influencer marketing industry is a bit over exaggerated by people that fear that it's going to have a negative impact Uh, the metrics are still going to be available to the users uh, which is really important in order to prove the success of the of a campaign obviously and I'm sure that Instagram is going to install different ways in which that can be tracked and even improve their product Yes, I think it would be interesting to see how uh, the industry will evolve from that decision from Instagram. As Alex said, on the mental health aspect, I think it, it's, it's a great move because I do believe that, uh, especially for the young generation, it's, it, it's a fact, it's affecting their, you know, their mind when they see that they don't have enough likes or sometimes they even like I heard a lot of stories of influencers saying that they're deleting posts that they are not getting much likes because they are ashamed of keeping the photo there because people will see that they haven't received much likes and I think like 
it's not just about the likes, right? It's about being who you are. It's about being authentic. It's about to tell your own story without worrying too much if that content will generate it, will uh, generate 10,000 likes or 1,000 likes. I think the fact that it will be hiding light will give more confidence to influencers, not just to influencers, but overall for everyone that used Instagram as a tool to share and post stories and photos, will we'll bust their confidence because they will know that they can share whatever they like and they don't need to worry about how many people are liking or disliking their picture. And to be honest, from my point of view, I think it will engage more people to give likes because sometimes people don't want to give like because certain people give like or because they don't want to see that they're liking certain photos because they don't want to see that their friends to see what they're liking. So I feel like this could be more beneficial uh, in terms of engagement. But of course, I understand the point of view of the brands that they are worried because for them is a good metric to understand if the campaign is being successful or not. But as Alex said, we will still have the tool, the platforms and influences will still have the data behind the photo to share with the brand so the brands will still be able to understand the results regardless so i think there will be a lot uh, on this subject in the next uh, month uh, and it will be interesting to see uh, how this will impact it on a negative and a positive side but i see this as a more positive than negative Definitely. but uh, we will wait to see it what will be uh, the results of it and I'm pretty sure Instagram will have more uh, news in the next three months especially for 2020 so more is coming for Instagram for sure no absolutely agree and it will be interesting to see how this develops uh, it was an absolute pleasure going through the newsletter and being on Influence Weekly thank you so much for having us as Myra said we could talk for Forever, hours. For hours, <laughs> yes. No, lo we love to talk and we love to talk about something that we love, which is influencer marketing. Uh, so thank you so much uh, for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Hope you have enjoyed. Uh, so as I said, we are Imaging Power, global influencer marketing agents based in London. We work on a global level. Our key markets are Europe, US, Latin, Southeast Asia. Now we are working a lot in Russia and India. So very exciting uh, for us next year. We're doing so many campaigns around the globe. So check it out. Our new website is coming live by the end of the month. And I uh, hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having us. Very, very pleasure. Thank you for having us. And we would love to do this again. And drop us a message if you liked what you heard. Thank right. you so much. Speak soon. Thank you.